Hello and um, welcome to the final part of this MBA conversation. I'm still here with Albert and uh, we're going to be looking at some top MBA players and kind of comment on what we noticed um, from their play or what we learned about them from last season. Just going to mention a few names and we're going to take um, roughly less than a minute to just comment on them. I'm going to comment on one and then I'm going to give you the next one to comment on. Um, I'm going to start with Andrew Wiggins. Right. Um, I just got to say what I saw from Andrew Wiggins this year. I didn't think I could see that from him. The being pushed and motivated and actually getting the job done, being a first time all-star, all-star starter for that matter. Stepping up. He's always been a good scorer, number one overall pick, very athletic and all that, but has never actually played the kind of defense he played this year and overall impact he had on the game, taking on the best player for the other team, allowing Clay to kind of not get rushed back into that role. So I think uh, Andrew Wiggins had an incredible year and i got to just mention that. Yeah, and right. um, you can um, take a look at what do you think about Jason Tatum? Oh, uh, JT for sure. Like I like him, to be honest, as a player. I like him, you know, 6'9", you know, he, he can shoot. Like, you know, but I feel like he can definitely work on his turnovers. I feel like there's definitely some with his ball handling. I feel like he can definitely work on that. But I really, really like him. And the, the funny thing, the funny stat was that he shot better from three than he shot from two this postseason. So, of which, again, credit to Andrew Wiggins and the kind of good defense he played on him in the finals, right? But, no, I, I like I like JT. He was, like, first team all NBA this season, yeah. right? So, like, he's a good two-way wing, you know, he can defend. Exactly, he's an improved defender. Um, yeah, like, and he can score too. So, I feel like he needs to work on like his game in terms of like you know handling the ball better making better decisions um he showed glimpses of it like in the playoffs where like when he was double team he was able to give the ball over uh sometimes where he was able to like get up to like 13 assists was it like in the game so mm-hmm. i feel like that he has that ability or like the potential at least so he can definitely like work on that but like I really like him. Um, yeah, like for next season, I feel like he has some work to do, and I feel like he he'll come back improved uh, this next season. Okay, I just gotta mention something about JT that you said there. Um, in my opinion, Jason Tatum actually showed me a different side to him, a more matured player. Yeah. Um, as you said, he needs to cut down on his turnovers and he needs to take easier shots. I think that's why his percentage from three point might have been better from two point. Yeah. Because exactly. he takes a lot easy. of tough shots. Yeah, exactly. So he yeah. might want to get himself easier shots. But then his teammate makes even <laughs> takes even harder shots. Sure. Yeah, like he J- might, JB. <laughs> I feel like they play so similarly. Yeah, exactly. Bad turno- bad handles. JB might be worse in turnovers. Yeah. And then they take really, really tough shots. Tough they shots. need to find a way to get make, themselves make the shots easier. Yeah, which which I think it was a good move by them getting uh, the point guard Marco uh, Brogdon Marco Bro- Brogdon because uh, he's like an actual playmaker with like a high basketball IQ and the way he plays and he's a good defender too so he fits in that system and he can shoot the three so I feel like he's actually like if he can help them just create easier shots for them in general I feel like they'll be good so we're looking forward to seeing an improved uh, JT definitely and I'm going to talk about um, I'm going to talk about Steph I think this was very interesting um, playoffs, um, in my opinion. I think it solidified a lot of things we knew about Steph. Winning the finals MVP was huge for his um, for himself and his legacy, yeah. right? And what he actually means to the game. That's the one thing missing for him. I yeah, guess. he has proved he's a player that has changed the game. Three-point shooting, he steps off half-court and the defense defense completely differently um adjusting to what he's about to do so i think steph finally put himself there at the top echelon of players ever 
when he's done, he's going to be seen as a revolutionary play, player. And this championship showed how he can lead a team over several championships and actually the impact he actually brings and why the team is all about him, um, Steph Curry. Um, the next one we're just going to speak on, I'm going to give that to you. Talk about Kyrie Ivan and um, what we think is going to happen <laughs> with him requesting a trade and trying to get a trade. Um, I feel like everything that should be said about Kyrie has already been said. Like if you follow like the world of basketball, like, you know, you know, analysts have been talking about him all year. Like he's been the story, like starting from this beginning of the season where he didn't get vaccinated into, you know, not being able to play games in New York. You know, only being able to play on the road, but then he like the team didn't like sign off on that initially until they saw that oh they kind of like needed him. So Kyrie has been a topic of conversation like the whole year. <laughs> so the thing with Kyrie is that uh, we know how spectacular of a talent he is. Like for me, like when I watch Kyrie, the, the one thing that stands out to me is like his, his handles obviously like he's crazy, but like finishing at the rim to me, I've, I've never seen a player that compares to him. Like if, I feel like if Kyrie goes to the rim to finish. I feel like he's almost a hundred percent. Like he never misses left hand, right hand. If he's falling off the back of his head, however he wanted the guy, he's making it work. So Kyrie is so spectacular of a player, but the fact that he has other priorities apart from basketball, because we as fans, we just want to see you, that great player, do what you're great at. Like we, we understand that you know it's not all about basketball. Like you know you have other things in your life, but you kind of have to have a priority straight. Um, so yeah, when when he doesn't show up to work and like he's, he's always doing you know other things apart from basketball, it's it's really hard to kind of like root for him. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how uh, next season works out, where he's. Um, He's on his last year. He's opted into his um, his one year uh, extension contract uh, with the Brooklyn Nets, but like at the same time, it's possible that he could be traded because like he's an expiring contract. So they'll try to see if they can get something back for him. And then there's rumors that you know he could re- reunite with LeBron and the Lakers. So yeah, well, I would like to see how all that goes uh, goes down. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right about Kyrie. My opinion about him is simple. He's not reliable, so I'm not um, someone that actually things that he makes much of an impact to winning at this stage until he can actually prove that you can rely on him to be available to actually um, win games for Kyrie Irving. The next player I wanted to talk about what I saw from him from last year is Luka Doncic. I think last year he got to get his first playoff win, which was huge considering that he's had big playoff games in previous years without much support. Yeah. Um, and looking at Dallas, I think also this last year gave Dallas the formula on how to build around Luca um, to be a winning team, high defense, productive wing players around him. Um, so if Dallas can go in, they will be able to surround him with good players. But Luca has shown that he's not going to be the reason why his team does not win. Yeah, uh, yeah. he has shown over the last three postseasons that he's not going to be the reason his team is not going to win. He's going to be ready come playoff time. He's going to help his team be around the playoffs. He's going to be a superstar for his team doing the things he needs to do. Um, defensively, not there. Probably will never be there. Mm-hmm. But almost every other thing in the game, yeah. he does it very well. Passing, rebounding, scoring, understands how to get his teammates involved and all that. So I think Luca is a legit um, all-star in the NBA and this year further proved why he's staying here and competing at the highest level for a long time in the NBA. Um, the next um, player we're going to look at and you can talk about this, we're going to look at um, LeBron, AD and Westbrook at LA 
And right now, they've not really made a move, but with talks for a trade for Kyrie and all that, and in fact, adding any kind of players for Westbrook, um, you can comment on what we can, what we learned from last year about this Lakers team going forward or what they are trying to do. So yeah, this um, I think this whole podcast, we haven't talked about the Lakers. And they, <laughs> for a good reason. For a good reason, yeah. And the, the only time we mentioned them was when uh, we're talking about like the bookies uh, making uh, the predictions for or having them as one of the favorites, favorites to win it all. So you go from being one of the favorites to win it all to not making the playoffs. Again, this sounds a lot like <laughs> Manchester United. Sorry to bring that back up. But you, like, you, you go from being one of the favorites to not even making the playoffs. So... Like what, what happened? I know what happened because I, I think I, I called it out last uh, last year because they had a lot of old players. First of all, um, <laughs> a lot of old geezers, like uh, Chuck said, uh, Charles Barkley. Um, so yeah, like uh, I feel like yes, that that is really what happened to them. They, they could play no defense because they had um, given away all their perimeter players, perimeter defenders uh, to get Russell Westbrook which really didn't work out for them. So the Lakers went from, yeah, they went from the top of the mountain to nothing. They were ranked, I think the year that they won the championship, they were the top two defenses uh, in the league. Team, yeah. yeah, and last season the they, were, last season they were ranked uh, 20th in, in defensive efficiency. So th- that is a huge, I think that was a, the biggest difference Square for them. Team. Yeah, because offensively they could still put points up and, you know, kind of like try to be, you know, I mean, they still have like injury crisis where like they're not able to play all their stars together and uh, all that finding like you know their their rotations and uh, you know how to play together as a team but the defensive part really really fell off like uh, for me i feel like the, that's where the former coach um, frank vogel held his hat um he's on the defensive end um so for them not to be able to yeah figure that part out was i guess that was really uh, their kryptonite and so now it's uh, come you know off season like you know you know they did there's rumors, obviously, and I feel like no one is safe. <laughs> you know, they're, just, they're just talking about trading, you know, Anthony Davis or for Kevin Durant, you know, Westbrook for Kyrie Irving. You know, you know, the, the rumors, you know, flying all over the place. But uh, for me, I feel like AD, like if you if you can just be healthy, you know, just stay healthy, be healthy and stay healthy. You know, like whatever you've been doing in the past, obviously hasn't been working for you. You just have to do something different now. You know, like even if it's to do yoga or whatever it is, just <laughs> Pilates, whatever. Yeah, just bro, just do something different because like we want to see you play. We all because you were the PR prince of the league. Like when you play your play, your play efficiency rating is you know out the roof. Like we want to see you play, but you're almost always injured. You know, they say the the best uh, ability is availability. But you're never available so you know i, I want to see you play because i believe like kevin garnett the other day was calling him out you know on the podcast or on the show you know saying that i want to see you go for the most valuable player in, in the league which i believe you have the potential to be you know but like things are just getting in the way of that and as for westbrook um yeah that trade in my opinion it didn't work out the reason it didn't work out i feel like the handwriting was on the wall westbrook played with james harden james harden is a ball dominant player it didn't work. What made him feel like coming to play with LeBron James would work? Would work. You, you understand? And I, I still feel like, me personally, I still feel like LeBron had his second agenda. <laughs> yeah, because like LeBron has one of the highest basketball IQs in the history of the game. There is no way that LeBron James doesn't know that this would not work. But the fact that he agreed to bring Westbrook, I feel like he brought Westbrook on to be either, you know, a scapegoat or whatever. Because, like, if, if you look at it, like, LeBron averaged 30 in, in his 19th season. Nobody's going to talk about LeBron James if things don't go well with the Lakers. So who had to take the brunt of the blame? 
was Westbrook. He was turned, you know, his turnovers were like blooper reels for them. You know, people were making fun of him, like the, the fans <laughs> in this in the stadiums were making fun of his last name and uh, calling him names. And you know, the, the the point in the game where he wants to shoot at the fans are like, oh no, don't shoot! You know, like, like so, like, <laughs> he, he, like I don't understand why. <sighs> Yeah, it, it really baffles me. But I really feel for the guy because he, he's a proud man at the end of the day. And, you know, he's been in the league over a decade now. So it's like teaching an old dog new tricks. He wants him to change and start doing things differently now. You know, he has always come with the high turnovers, right? Like you said. So it's like now you want him to play with LeBron and now you want him to become a, a slash, slash and dash kind of player. Because, <laughs> like, we all know, like, his shooting has gone from bad to worse. Oh, you know, there? like, his two point he had it at some point now he's not there he leads the league he's the worst three point shooter in the league his free throw percentage has gone down so I don't understand what LeBron was thinking there if, if not wanting to put the guy as the scapegoat for everybody to blame like th- to be honest because AD is always injured ain't nobody gonna talk about him LeBron averaged 30 in his 19th season everybody's like oh my god like that LeBron James <laughs> is great who is the scapegoat who is left for everybody to blame Russell Westbrook and he's perfect because he's a prideful man and you always defend himself and the things that he says everyone will get offended by it he was like oh you're doing this and you're still trying to blame someone else so like I feel like he was the perfect scapegoat for LeBron this year at least yeah no um, I gotta comment on the Westbrook part um, I'm a fan of Westbrook he's never been loved by the way he plays the game by a lot of people I always appreciate his effort and the way he actually he doesn't deny himself. you he doesn't deny you effort I love, I love that. that I watch yeah. him I know that and he's, he's always available never he's, injured exactly and he plays a, a style of basketball that a lot of players every single game will be sore and will be injured but yeah. he gets up he goes to do what he gotta do for his job I'm a Westbrook um fan i always love the way he is obviously there are physical things that can happen to somebody um and you're not at your peak last year was horrible he has never been a good shooter has been always high turnover prone but the things that make him exciting which is having the ball in his hands and controlling the team he didn't have the ability to do that um and that would definitely affect how he produces or his impact on the game um in terms of the whole beef he has going on with kip bellis about calling him westbrick Skid Bell is better be ready to handle that heat. You can't be calling people off of their names unless you're willing to be able oh, to. Oh yeah, and I, because, saw, I saw Westbrook tweet about yeah, that. Westbrook because, was like, hey yo, don't, don't say anything. <laughs> don't don't say anything you wouldn't say to my face. Right? Right? Because like, it's yeah, true. I mean, like true, if, yeah, if everybody true. started calling um, um, Skid Bell is Skid Payless or something, less, exactly. what would you yeah, yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. Like, or whatever the case might be. You can criticize his game, but don't change his name. If you want to refer to his last him, name too. I feel like if you do it to his first name, like I don't care. But for, like, for his last name, that's his Name, if so you want to refer, yeah, if you want to refer to him, call him by his government name or whatever he accepts as his as the name that he goes by. Um, you you, you want to criticize people or kind of put a slander on him? I would slander Kevin Durant, but I would call him Kevin Durant, and I would call him KD, yeah. and I'll call him Easy Money Sniper, which is what he goes by, and I'll call him. The, the, you you want to make sure that you are referring to somebody in. Um, because the at the end of the these players they're still they're human beings and oh, they yeah. have feelings too so don't feel like oh because they're athletes they make money they get paid <laughs> so they should be able to take everything well at the end of the day let us all relate as human beings on you know that level you know yeah we so, have feelings Come oh yeah, yeah no I, I, i'm not a fan of him being called out of his name definitely for him being criticized as much as he's been criticized i have no problem with that i've always said it he can handle it he gets paid lots millions oh, yeah, and millions of money oh, yeah, to, yeah, to deal with stuff like that right in terms of um his game um as for anthony davis it's simple stay healthy that's all anthony davis when he plays he's amazing right from new orleans but 
he's not always healthy he's not always available to play for you so if anthony davis can stay healthy maybe you have something there but that's the thing there's a lot of money tied up to him on the cap space for anthony davis so he needs to actually play and contribute at a very high level and lebron is lebron we all know high basketball iq is going to make sure the pr works out in his favor and of course he's going to get it done on the court and be as available as he can for a 38 39 year old man 38 yeah <laughs> exactly 37, 38, yeah. exactly so you know uh lebron will be lebron i think there will be more changes coming to the team and we're going to take a further look into that as we go well we already talked about kd right um and we talked um, about jimmy butler i'm going to expand on that um i think more respect needs to be given to Jimmy Butler's game, the way he has carried himself with Miami over the last um, three years. And in fact, his history generally in the league. When he was in Chicago, he made he would carry the team to the playoffs. Hasn't really been in a position to win championships because of all the other LeBron-led teams and Steph Curry-led teams and Kawhi-led teams over the last few years. But he has always shown that he can carry. But he's a team. competed. Yeah, he's competed he's from competed, Chicago, yeah. even in Minnesota. He competed. Yeah. He came back to Philly. Philly for competitive a bit. team. Yeah. We all know the Kawhi Leonard shot that took them off the playoffs. Yeah. It's hard to plan for such a shot, right? And he has gone back to Miami, been in the finals, and the two. Yeah, like and he went the, to the finals in 2020. 2020 yeah. And now was in the Eastern Conference Finals and stuff like that and he plays big he actually shows that he's a top player in this league so i think jimmy butler he's very impressive not a very flashy player but for a wing he has it all he has a good shot defense at a high level um he's a good leader for his team they kind of respect him and stuff like that another player we can um, take a look at um i think we already talked about chris paul but i wanted to talk about um, players that got extensions that got their money secured over this summer just a few of them and we can just relate to that um we saw ja moran get his rookie extension we all know he's worried um zion williamson got a full rookie extension yeah for yeah. over close to 231 if he makes some all nba teams those are yeah. cap cap stuff some money gymnastics yeah. um i have an opinion on that i i think he has not been healthy enough to command that but my only thing is if Michael Porter Jr. could get a full rookie extension. <laughs> a complete highway robbery of the Denver Nuggets. Completely. I think we have to talk about that uh, Michael Porter Jr. thing. Yeah, that's like, yeah. Yeah, to me, that's like highway robbery of the Denver yeah, Nuggets. So if he got... In the, in the NBA. In the NBA, yeah. If he could get it, it I think Zion has a potential that you can invest in. But really, I'm not... He's not played enough, not healthy enough yet, but he got his money. Um, I'll let you speak on a couple other players that got their extensions. Carl Anthony Towns got it. We all know. He's a stud. You pay him. He does what he does. You probably will not win, but he'll sell you tickets, you know, just oh, like yeah. Zion will sell you tickets oh, in yeah. New Orleans. Um, I'll get you to speak on two players. Two players that got um, um, extensions as well, Bradley Bill and Devin Booker. Yeah, uh, definitely start with Devin. Um, definitely, I feel like he's... He's earned it, to be honest. You know, like he's definitely, um, like, yeah, uh, I would say top top fifteen in the league, uh, top yeah. ten, arguably. You know, um, he's player. a consistent player, like you know, a good shooter. Um, you know, um, yeah, I, I like I like Book a lot. Um, I'm glad he was you know able to get paid. You can see like he's he's available. He doesn't have too much you know drama around him. Like you know, um, he hangs with the Kardashians though. Yeah, but, but still, like, I but, you're hearing, you're not, but you're not yeah. hearing drama like Tristan Thompson. Like, you know, you know, it's not that kind. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he, he was dating, uh, what's that face? But 
you you don't hear like the drama part of it so that's why i like him i feel like he's a you know level-headed guy you know and, uh, you know respects the game enough and uh, you know plays at a high level and he's almost like he's, he's never injured so he's, yeah like, he's very available very available you know to always play for them so and he he gets along well with chris paul too which is is good for that like you know that backcourt uh for, for phoenix on so yeah I'm, I'm i'm glad he got his money yeah, and um, Bradley Bill. Yeah, Bradley Bill. To be honest, um, yeah. Um, well, I guess he deserves it. He's been there. Uh, he, was he? Was <laughs> he's he the drafted? Face of the, was he face drafted? Of the franchise. Was he drafted? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Washington. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Bradley Bill. Um, I guess at this point in his career, he just wants to make as much money as he wants to make. I, fault no man for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, I mean, no fault him for it, but at the same time, you know. You know, as fans, but, we kind of want to see you compete. You I know? think it's interesting because he will make a lot of money no matter where he goes. Exactly, so but like I guess for him, he wants to maximize that because like he can get like that extension from his like original team, right? Like he can get the five you know plus years extension, but like with a different team, it's only like four years. But like, hey, who would take five years of uh, guaranteed money over four years, right? Yeah. But for him, I don't think you know competing for championships is his priority. So he just wants to make money, you know, kind of like be an all star level play and you know just you know be a, be a regular guy hope that he wins he basically is hoping i that don't think he <laughs> even thinks about winning to be honest uh, he's chilling we're, we're trying to we're trying to like you know i don't know push him or something but, but like, nah. you know, yeah yeah that's pretty true he signed his um full 22 251 million dollar extension five years so i guess he's gonna be in washington for a while um oh, yeah. thinking they're gonna trade him soon for a huge package at some point he would want to win but at the end of the day he's securing his bag because he can't guarantee that he'll be traded unless you go as a free agent so that will be um an interesting thing to see play out over the next few years i think where if bradley bill does decide to leave washington whichever team he goes he's going to make a team a major player in the nba he's literally the kind of Piece, piece that yeah. almost so many teams, teams need, need. Yeah, exactly. right now like a, a wing that it, can score exactly defend reliable threes and like it's that. he's gonna make a huge change um in, in my opinion i think there are two players that are in the market that's gonna help so many teams in the nba that's donovan mitchell probably and bradley yeah, bill yeah. like they can literally change the landscape um of the nba and stuff like that so I, i'm looking to see what he decides to do got got paid for that um so yeah i can't fault him on it at all so though yeah those are basically the players i wanted to talk about draymond green but draymond green is draymond green go to listen to the draymond green podcast if you listen if you check online you're gonna find the draymond green podcast and he's gonna tell you all about draymond green he's on the new media, <laughs> the new media. he's gonna tell you yeah. about the new media the new draymond media. green is draymond yeah. green he's yeah. out there doing doing his thing yeah so. a little a little thing about the new media thing i feel like the new media is just the players now trying to control the narrative you know? yeah because i feel like they don't want to be criticized you know because like the the mainstream media like criticizes players and all that kind of like you know calls them out yeah. but i feel like now the players have been so sensitive that they don't want to be called out so like now they're trying to be like oh they're trying to control their narrative from from the outside where because if you're the new media now you're not criticizing your, your fellow players you're not doing that well, you know like this guy is trash or the, like you're not going to say that but like you know mainstream media will say that to your face you know if you some way if you feel somewhere about it then you know do something about it right yeah. but for them like they're trying to control the narrative now saying new new street media and all that no, it, it's true but there would also be people that come into this new media space that would also challenge them to get to that point it's harder to challenge the players in the nba now when they're sitting right next to you and if you think of, of it too like just in general in sport in general like call it you know football call it you know soccer you, whatever soccer call it the nfl call it basketball like 
when when a former athlete is is, is commenting like you can see that they always are almost on the player's side because they're the, empathetic yeah, exactly because they can't like feel for the players but like that's why i like the i appreciate the guys that are not like you know affiliated old, yeah. yeah athletes you know because they actually they tell the truth how As, it is except charles Barkley gives us insight on <laughs> oh yeah yeah charles is, is charles is an old player that's very oh, yeah. hard on old players I think but i guess he's, he's he, he he's, he's more old school so like you know yeah. he's yeah, I guess it's hard. It's hard on the it's hard on, on those on new, new, new school players. But, um, but yeah, I think the whole new media thing is also interesting because um, other than before, now you can actually get these players to speak on what's going on. Yeah, um, yeah. Before they didn't have to, or they didn't get a lot of the platforms to speak. So it's good for them to speak, but just because they're speaking, that mean that nobody's ain't gonna push back on them. Exactly. Somebody I gotta push pushing back. It doesn't mean there is a complete one hundred percent truth too, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what makes the game exciting. That's why it makes a lot of money and there's a lot of revenue is because um fans, media, people are engaged and interested in what goes on. Yeah. In my opinion, specifically to what they do, which is the sports that you partake in, yeah. um as well. So that's actually interesting. That's for Draymond Green. Check out Draymond Green podcast for Draymond Green information. <laughs> for Draymond Green information. But yeah, um any any things that you wanted to point out about the last season um that was kind of interesting as we go through the whole off season to get to next season. Other than yeah, any players you wanted to kind of give a sh- basically a mention for flopping or for being good or for not being available we didn't talk about zion much but you know it wasn't available wasn't available yeah so actually in that in that in that light um definitely shout out to uh, cj mccollum um being traded over from uh, portland trail blazers to the pelicans i feel like he he was a good addition uh that david griffin made there um you know he's a he's a veteran you know player like you know a good a good team leader, guy good team guy you know he's a, he's a good leader you know old enough you know kind of like showed the, the the younger guys the ropes so that and you could see like in the playoffs how that kind of like you know translated how you know they didn't have zion but they were still able to like you know come together as a team and the way they made the playoffs too Right, because I believe they beat they beat two teams in the plane to get into the playoffs. Yeah, right. Two back, two back. Yeah, exactly. So that was I feel like that was actually a good a good addition for them. And now think about it when they get like you know Zion back, so they have him, they have Zion. You know, so he uh, he's a good uh, three point shooter. You know, he can control the ball. He can um, he can like you know create shots for them. And so they have Brandon Ingram, Zion, and himself. I feel like that would be a good team actually to watch out for next season. Definitely. Once Zion gets back and you have him, McCollum, and Brandon Ingram as a core, yeah. now that's a dangerous team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to fit completely defensively, but offensively, yeah, that's going to be like a very see. dangerous oh, yeah. team. That's shooting, um, uh, playmaking, and kind of flat, um, versatile defending as well. Yeah. With, um, Brandon Ingram and Zion and yeah. and the players that they got over there in um, New Orleans. Okay, um, thank you so much. So yeah, so that would be it uh, for the recap of the 2021-2022 season, uh, won by the Golden State Warriors. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors on an impressive season and the great championship to players like Jordan Poole, um, Kevin Looney, and other players that contributed to the championship as well that we didn't get to mention much. Congratulations to that whole team. It's difficult winning any championship in any sport, so it's oh, always yeah. exciting to see oh, these yeah. guys finally. Definitely, I'm, I'm excited to see how next season pans out because I feel like 
Golden State, they were not favorites, so they were kind of like more like the dark horse yeah. to win it. So like no one was really expecting them. So uh, I'm excited to see how teams react to the acquisition of the winning the champion. Everyone is like, oh okay. So now we come at you. Like everyone is coming at I you. I gotta hard, beat right? you to win the exactly. championship. So now I feel like now that they are back in the driver's seat again, everyone knows that okay, these are the champions who we're coming for, right? But like last year was Milwaukee, and everybody was coming from Milwaukee, right? So now it's them again. I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited to see how the whole NBA reacts to playing you know against them again and seeing if they can actually make it through the NBA finals again yeah that would be interesting and this isn't concluded i think they had the whole 75th anniversary of the nba with the whole celebrating 75 top players that were voted in that was also interesting so that means we're getting to the 76th season the nba it's now like a granddaddy (laughs) in the number of years been following it now for a while really fun league looking forward to next season thank you so much albert for being here to talk about this with me and um for everyone listening thank you so much 